Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, and in today's solo episode, I'll be sharing my favorite four organizing tips to help save you time and money from replacing lost items and both physical and mental energy from living in disorganized chaos. Let's jump into today's solo episode. Welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, wellness and organizational coach and yin and nidra yoga instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organizational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritize your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organizational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritize your health. Thanks for joining me for today's solo episode, where I'm going to be sharing my four favorite family organizing tips. These can also be used as individuals. It doesn't have to be family, but they do work really well in families, and I've used it in my own family as well. Why do we need to get organized? And one of the main reasons is that we want more time. And when we're searching for things, we're wasting time. We're looking for things and we can't find them. And it's also then really stressful and overwhelming. And then the final part of that is then we go and replace the items that we can't find. So we're wasting money as well. And when we're living in this disorganized chaos, it's also affecting us mentally and also the physical energy within our house. And it may be then lack of motivation that flows on from having too many things and just feeling too overwhelmed and not sure where to start. So number one tip is lost property boxes. So my children, from when they were at school age, we started the lost property boxes and it's a laundry basket, a smaller size laundry basket. And it was where we used to put items that were lying around the house. So like shoes and toys, schoolwork, jumpers, all those things that they'd leave on a couch, they're left in the lounge room, they're left in the kitchen. Instead of me taking it all the way down to their room and doing multiple trips, I would have their baskets there, their lost property baskets, and I would put the items into their lost property baskets. I only have two children, so it is a little bit easier than people who have four or six kids. And when my kids would come to me and say, mom, have you seen my reader? Have you seen that particular toy or my shoes? I would just direct them to the lost property boxes and then they would go through it and find what they needed. At the end of the week, we had a set day. So ours was a Friday. I would take the lost property boxes down to them and expect them to, at some stage over the next day, to unpack it. And on a Saturday, I'd want the basket back. So I'd give them the day to unpack it. And if not, I would tip it on their floor. Now they didn't like me tipping them on the floor. So they would generally unpack it. I'd give them a warning and say, I'm going to be taking back the lost property boxes. And they would then put their things away. We also used it for their laundry, but I like to do laundry and keep it up to date and only have small amounts so it could fit in the same basket. But if you are a family who has maybe washes once or twice a week and has a lot more washing, then I would think about having a lost property box as well as your laundry basket. So they're really useful for keeping things neat and tidy. It's also a great way to save time on your part because you're not going and doing multiple trips, putting things away. You're just placing all of those items into one spot, into one basket. You can bring the basket 
you know, with you as you're cleaning up that space and place the items into it. It also helps to develop that independence with kids because then they're only going to one spot looking for it and they're not nagging you, mum, where is this? Mum, where's that? They're actually then going to that one spot. They're not even having to ask because in the end, I would just say lost property. I would even then started just pointing to it and they didn't even bother. They just then sort of over time when it became a habit, they just went straight away to the lost property box and started checking through it for themselves. I've even used lost property boxes in classrooms when I was teaching and this would just help manage my time. I would clear up at the end of the day everything into a lost property box. So it was like rubbers and pencils and things that had fallen on the ground and they don't have names on them, not sure whose they were. So I would just put them in a lost property box and then the next day when people were like, I can't find my rubber, I can't find a pencil, I'd direct them to the lost property box. And so that worked really well if you're a teacher or you're a kindergarten teacher as a strategy to save you time in the classroom. Now, number two is a designated drop zone. So this is somewhere in your home where you're going to drop everything when you come into your house. So whether you have a garage and you come in at the side of the house and maybe come into your laundry or you use the front door or you maybe use a back door, wherever that entry point is for you into the house, that is where I would think about setting up your drop zone. So this is where you may place your keys or you'll place your bag, your phone. Maybe there's even like charging unit there so you can place your phone and it gets charged straight away. It could be also where like school bags are kept and maybe some sort of calendar so you can see what's going on, like a command center with all the things that you need to do. It could even be where your mail is then also collected, like an inbox. Even if you haven't got time to action it or file it away, at least there's one magazine holder there that's storing all of your mail as it comes into the home. Not that we have as much mail as we did years ago, but it still gives a designated spot for the mail to go rather than it being on kitchen benches and on tables and all different places. So in our house, we actually have it down the hallway a little bit because our hallway is quite narrow and we couldn't fit a little desk. So we have a desk in our kitchen area, which has the command center right near it and a hook for all of our keys. And it also has a place to charge your phones and it's where any of the mail will get put as well as there's a spot for prescription. So all of those are in one spot as well. So by having this one spot, it's also reducing that visual clutter. And as I said before, our brains are so much happier and feel calmer when we don't have so much visual clutter. Again, it's also going to reduce the stress and save you time because you're going to know where to go and find your keys or where you're going to hopefully go and find your phone. It's maybe going to reduce those moments where you're going, where's my keys? Where's my phone? Because you've got that one spot that you go to regularly and building that habit instead of having to retrace your steps and find out where your phone is. Number three tip is an easy to access essentials or I call it the go-to drawer. Traditionally, it's probably been known as the junk drawer, but rather than calling it a junk drawer and encouraging more things just to be placed in there. So we want to be really intentional with this drawer, or maybe it's a cupboard, or maybe it's a little box, and place the things that we want easy access to right there at our fingertips. So within this drawer or box or container, you could put things such as like pens, 
highlighters, black texture, scissors, sticky tape, maybe a stapler, maybe sticky notes to write on, tape measure. I use my tape measure all the time, so it's one of the great things to have on hand. A quick unpick to undo sewing of something or little tags that are stuck on clothes, band-aids. We have like a cream that helps with bites or scratches, some sunscreen, there's tissues, there's lip balm, there's some paper clips, and there's batteries. And there's a few of those command hooks, the ones that can be taken off a wall and then put on, and they're not going to leave a mark. So my suggestion is that you make a list of all the things that you use regularly, and maybe just track that over a week or over two weeks. And even ask your family, what are the things that they're always asking you? Mum, where's this? Mum, where's that? Or dad, where's this? So those are the items you want to have in your go-to drawer. So number four tip is setting up a holding zone. My suggestion is the door that you leave from is where you set it up. And it's maybe a box or a container or a shelf or maybe a basket And the things that are placed in this are the things that need to leave your house. So you'll then have to build up that habit of going to this spot and checking before you leave the house. Instead of going around and trying to remember, oh, I've got to give that to my auntie and I've got to give that to my mum and we've got to give that to a friend, you've got it in one spot and you go and check there. And it also, you can encourage other people in the house who want things taken back or returned to also place it in the holding zone So it could be like library books, things that are left behind, maybe donations. So when the kids have gone through their things when they're a bit older and they're like, I don't want this anymore, they've got a spot to go and place it at the holding zone. Items that you need to give to someone, they may be forgotten their Tupperware container or they've left shoes behind or hats behind. So a holding zone allows you to reduce clutter lying around in your house and means that you can also return those items really easily because we all know what it's like when we get to the destination and realize, oh, I left that at home on the kitchen bench. Whereas if we have the holding zone near the door and we have to walk past it before we leave, we're more likely to see it and then more likely to grab it and take it with us. And it is about building that habit, that habit of checking before you go, and also building the habit of when you pick something up and you're like, this does not belong here and it needs to leave our house, even it needs to just go and live in the car, then placing it into the holding zone. I hope these simple decluttering and simplifying tweaks, these four of my favorite organizing tips, you find really useful and help you to create more time, save you stress for looking for misplaced items and money replacing lost items. I'd love for you to share with me on social media which of these tips you're going to implement or maybe you've already implemented it and you found it really useful. I'd love for you to share with me on Simply Happy Circle at Instagram or even on Facebook. Thanks for joining me for this solo episode on Simply Happy Conversations. Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy Conversation. If you find yourself wasting precious time searching for misplaced items and wishing for a more organized life, then you need my five-minute declutter ebook. 
the ultimate guide to quick and easy organizing solutions for a clutter-free and happy home. Forget about spending months commiring your house. These fun solutions are designed to give you immediate results in under five minutes. Head over to Simply Happy in the resource section and download your free copy and start seeing results in minutes. I'd like to acknowledge the Wadharong people of the Kulin Nation on which this podcast is recorded as the traditional custodians of the land. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging.